Prime Minister Anthony Albanese bought himself a political fight this week when he reneged on his promise not to back away from the coalition's stage three tax cuts, a promise he's repeated again and again during and since the last election campaign. But is it a fight the Prime Minister can win? It was a calculated move by Labor ahead of the upcoming Dunkley by-election, a seat Labor holds by more than 6%. But given the dramatic slump in the polls for Labor over the past four months, will these refashioned tax cuts, now skewed very much towards low- and middle-income earners, be enough to hold on to Dunkley? Labor's Stage 3 changes will halve the tax cut to people earning over $2,000 and double the tax cut for those earning $70,000. Peter Dutton says Anthony Albanese is a liar and voters now know they can't trust anything he says and he wants an early election to sort it out. Cos Samaras is director of Redbridge, a social research polling company. Cos, welcome to Saturday Extra. Good morning, Fran. I'm going to say Radio National Breakfast one of these days. I know I will. (laughs) Uh, Cos, what's more dangerous for a political leader, to be seen as someone who breaks their promises or to be seen as someone who doesn't care about the everyday struggles of middle Australia? Definitely the latter. And I would argue that um, Albanese's problem has been largely a result of a perception within the broader community that... You know, whether it was his government, the opposition, the media in general, just weren't concerned about the the, the, the daily struggles of voters out there in outer suburbia in particular, but then the regions with regards to the affordability crisis. Um, if he's breaking a promise to in part fix this, then it's not, not a bad start. But during the last campaign, the election campaign, and many times since, Anthony Albanese was asked about Labor's support for the coalition stage three tax cuts. Mm. They've been legislated. Labor supported them in the parliament, ultimately. Every time he was asked, he promised they weren't under threat. My word is my bond, he said. That's pretty Mm. clear. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Look, when we talk to voters and we ask them what what, what do they think of political promises, uh, the the trust in political promises is, uh, is near zero. So it doesn't take much for voters to effectively shrug their shoulders and say, well, that's just another politician making a promise. Where it does hurt is if you take something away from people. Now, in in this instance, it's obviously taken away some of the tax cuts from people earning over 180000 a year. Mm-hmm. But he's obviously calculated that, well, if I'm taken away from, from 3, 3.4% of Australian income earners, um, some of the money that was promised to them, but giving it to uh, a significant, no- a greater number that, uh, and a greater number that are causing me, the prime minister, some problems, then that's a really that's a fair, calculated, uh, st- uh, strategic approach. In your view, is this tax change at this time all about Dunkley, and and was Labor, you know, heading for defeat in the March by-election? Yeah, definitely. If if they didn't do anything right now, going into the Dunkley by-election. What would they have to say to that electorate that this Labor government has done over the last 18 months? There are things that they have done in in the space of of addressing the $23 billion worth of cost of living measures is what the government and the Treasurer say at every turn. Yes, that's right. But on the ground, in the street, it really doesn't touch too many too many people. There, you know, childcare is applicable to those with with young children who are um, attending childcare, so that that's that's important. But if we can best define the type of person that has been moving away from Labor to uh, the LNP over the last 12 months, it is your, your atypical voter. It's a it's a woman. She's 40 years old. She's got some. She's got kids at school, so not not a you know childcare, uh, and she lives in the outer suburbs. 
And that, that's the type of person that is uh, definitely moving away from the, from, from the Labor Party and over to the coalition and has been doing so over the last, I would say, 12 months. And are they rusted on to the coalition? Do they like Peter no. Dutton and what he's selling? It's definitely not. Uh, and to use bad language, bad, bad English, it's um, when we when we talk to these voters, they they say, "Well, it's a choice between worse and worse and Dutton's worser." So <laughs> it's um, they're sitting on on the coalition right now um, purely out of grievance. So hence, it won't take much to bring them back. These voters want the Labor government to to try and and solve some of their problems. They don't expect miracles. And this is the thing about us, the Australian public, particularly when we talk to them about the affordability crisis. They don't believe in silver bullets. They think that the affordability crisis is a product of many things, but they want their politicians in their corner trying to fix this problem. Middle Australia is where elections are won or lost. Both Peter Dutton and Anthony Albanese are focused laser-like there, as we've just seen with these tax cuts from Labor. Um, this rejigging of the stage three tax cuts means the wealthy get half what they were promised, everyone mm. else gets a bit more or a lot more, but the tax windfall starts to reduce when voters earn over $150,000. Do, do you think people who are living in a capital city, Sydney, Melbourne, on 150000 feel rich or are they still feeling the cost of living crunch and is that a danger for a government making a move like this? Yeah, so they are, I think, anyone over earning over 150, $150 a year, um, many are over-leveraged, many are sitting on mortgages that are, that are very, very big. But what we find about, particularly those who are earning over one hundred and eighty is a significant number of them don't vote on the hip pocket. They're voting on other post-material issues, as we like to define, which are you know, climate change, gender equity, all those issues that were a, a problem for the Morrison government. And we saw the, the, the consequences of that and the product of that when the Teals won all those inner urban electorates. And I mentioned the Teals because uh, the highest number of, uh, of income earners who earn one hundred eighty um, more than 180 a year uh, live in Teal seats, green seats, and seat in urban seats held by Labor. There's uh, not. I don't think there's a single um, coalition seat that's currently held by the coalition that um, has very, very high numbers of these Australians. Mm. Just to bring it back to Dunkley, um, the government says 11 million of the taxpayers will be better off under Labor's new stage three tax package. And according to the government, 63,000 of them live in Dunkley. So that just mm. emphasises that point. The coalition's accused the Prime Minister and the Treasurer of killing aspiration with this move. Tell me about the aspirational voter. Who are they and how politically significant a group are they? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a myth, um, particularly now. I would say aspiration was a thing during the Howard, Howard years. Um, but when we, we talk to Australians and we say, well, do, you, do you hope that one day you'll, you'll earn a lot more than you are now? Overwhelmingly, the answer is no. You know, we've, we've seen wage, wages stagnate now for some time. Um, most Australians have just endured a pandemic. They've come out looking for that light at the end of the, end of the tunnel and it's not there. They've gone straight into an affordability crisis. Their wages are not keeping up with inflation uh, and they just want to basically survive and, and, and um, hopefully manage their lives going forward. So aspiration... It may, 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 you know, um, exist in some pockets around Australia, but it ain't a big thing. All right. Well, politically, the stage is now set. The Prime Minister, as we say, has bought himself a fight. It'll be um, Peter Dutton obviously greeted it like it was a gift. Um, he's proved himself a good negative campaigner. So we'll see, I guess, who's uh, 
the political strategist here, the best political street fighter, if you like, and then we'll see how the economics plays out. That might decide it all. Cos, thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure. Thank you. Cos Samaras is Director of Redbridge Polling and Research. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.